What is going on, wellness gang? Welcome back to Embodied Wellness Radio, a podcast framed around making women healthy again. Today, I am so excited to bring you an incredible guest who is very aligned in a lot of the values that we talk about and we teach, where we can't only look at one symptom. We really need to take a holistic perspective to understand why that symptom is present and support the body back to balance rather than just trying to band-aid or cover up or heal one symptom at a time. So today's guest is Zoe, and we are so excited to chat about five causes of acne from a holistic perspective. Thank you for having me. I appreciate this. As I mentioned, we're so excited to get into this discussion because it is something that is so, so common nowadays in women. And a lot of people still are in that mindset where if you have acne or any skin related issues, you should get a new face moisturizer, or you should go see a dermatologist. And yes, these things are part of the picture, but really acne is a message from the body that something is out of balance. And usually it's a few things that are going on and it's really important to always ask the question why, which is what we preach so hard in our practice. Why am I experiencing acne? What is this symptom or what is this message essentially trying to tell me about stuff that's going on internally? And Denon and Zoe have worked together before. And one of my clients on the phone the other week was like, yeah, we're seeing this amazing practitioner with my daughter. And I was so impressed that when I went there uh, for a facial, she was asking her all of these questions. She had this huge intake like yours. And she was talking to her a lot about gut health. And I was like... I think I know who that is. (laughs) And so we really got talking about just how important it is to get this message out, right? Starting from young teens, all the way up to even adults who are still experiencing these issues. And I know Zoe always says like, if you have the issue when you're younger, it's probably still gonna be there or it's gonna get even worse as you're older. And as we mentioned, she has also been through some of these struggles herself. So we are so stoked to bring this discussion and really talk about how important it is to dig deep into the why of your symptoms. And in this case, specifically acne. To clarify, to clarify, Zoe and I have worked together on a creative front. I am flawless because oh. <laughs> my gut health is so supreme because at the end of the day, I take collagen and that's all you need, right, Zoe? You and I got to talk. <laughs> <laughs> the look on her face when I said that. I saw a meme uh, last week and it was essentially, it was a, a chick in, I think it was like Walmart or something like that. And her, her grocery cart's full of like candy and crap and all these things. And each one of them is labeled uh, a healthy gut microbiome, um, high sugar foods, um, high inflammatory foods. And then there's like one apple and it says collagen. Like to say that essentially that is what covers all the bases and you don't need to look at these other 50 things. And I looked at that and I laughed. I should have sent it to you because I thought it was perfect. It is, that is. And I think uh, Sarah said it right, is it's usually more than one thing that's uh, contributing to the skin issues, regardless of what skin issue it really is. It's not just one thing. Mm -hmm. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your physical practice? I know you do some online work as well. And talk to us about the holistic experience of somebody who might just go see you expecting a facial and then getting this incredible perspective. Yeah, so I own skincare correctives and um, I have worked in the spa and I've worked in a medical doctor's office, an OBGYN office. And so I went into opening my own clinic as a whole health approach, because I started to really realize that that there was way more to the story than just throwing a cream or doing a treatment on somebody's skin. It was oftentimes, as you said, a band-aid approach. So when people come in, there's a very in-depth intake because I really need to get to know all the different aspects of a client um, so that a picture that it's like a puzzle and I'm putting these puzzle pieces together. Um, and so when they come in, I do that. I don't necessarily tell somebody that's why I'm doing it, that you do get the questions. Like, I don't think this is relevant, but by the end of the hour, they have fully understood why asking questions on, um, bathroom behavior or when did you eat breakfast does impact, um, specifically an acne client. And so, yes, we recommend skincare. Yes, we do treatments, but, That's why I did the online piece, because at the end of the day, I need somebody to be in their um, sacred, quiet place where they feel safe. And it's a quiet place for me so that we can freely sort of deep dive into somebody's um, health and other questions like that. The studio setting may not be appropriate to talk about poop and urine color. And so those are some of the reasons why I've 
you know, we've gone to more of an online approach when it comes to, to that. Plus, so much can be done just by simple information that we pass on. Um, so that's the reason why. When I first met you, like, like kind of like I mentioned earlier, like we were working together creatively. And for those of you who don't know, I do have like a, a side little hobby business where I do a lot of commercial work, like for photography and, and videography and whatnot. And when I first met you, I'm like, okay, you know, this she specializes in skincare. In the past, I've only met people who are like Arbon reps and they're like, here's a cream, take a cream or something like that, right? And I kind of just figured maybe that's what this was. I didn't know what it was going into it. And then as you started to explain your process and I got to swatch more and more of it on video, I was blown away by actually the depth of health that you go into. And so I just wanted to give you props on that because I didn't know that there was people like you that did that for skincare. Maybe you're the only one as far as I know, but that's why we wanted to have you on because it was pretty exciting for me to see. It is a full holistic approach to it. And let me tell you, yeah. Denon is not somebody who is easily impressed or blown away. No, I'm kind of an asshole. <laughs> well, that makes my day. No, there are more of us, but I have very specific training and keeping in mind that I was medically trained and I very quickly, you you do a laser procedure or you do a treatment and those same people are coming back in six months with the exact same problem that you thought you'd fix. So you didn't really, I didn't really fix it. So then I had this rare opportunity to be invited actually based on somebody that had met me um, to do some more traditional Chinese medicine sort of based holistic training. And so that's really why I was seeking it. And I do believe that if you seek something, it does come to you. And so I've got the rare opportunity for that. And I've been, I continue to train in this. Um, so it's important for me. It's kind of my passion. And it's also the legacy that I want to pass on to, you know, you know, who was Zoe Quindazi? You know, what did she do? Um, I, I've enjoyed a lot of what's, you know, in life and I want to give back. So thank you for acknowledging that that makes me happy because that's why it, you know why we're doing this is to empower other women and men um so that they don't have to go through the struggles that I did I mean my struggles started at 12 and I was still battling this at 36 and then um figured out what my cause was and skincare treatments and that alone were not gonna do it mine actually was a um gut issue mm -hmm. yeah and I absolutely love Chinese medicine. For those of you who don't know, I went to school for many years to study acupuncture and Chinese medicine, and it's beautiful. And one of my biggest takeaways or my favorite thing about it is how much it's individualized. In Chinese medicine, there's no such thing as person comes in with a cold and you give them this treatment. Everything is considered a pattern or dysfunction. And the question is, why did this specific person allow this pathogen or this um, imbalance to occur in their body. And so you really have to look at the person as an individual. Where are they out of balance? Where do they have excess? Is there anywhere that needs to be supported? And that is the basis of Chinese medicine. And it is very pattern based. And you've probably heard me say this a million times before, and I'm going to say it again, and probably another six million times in the future. Nothing in the body happens in isolation. And so Chinese medicine gives this beautiful perspective of not only how everything is so connected inside of our body and the patterns, but also how we are connected to our external environment. And it's really this beautiful interplay that just allows us to have deeper understanding to what's going on. And when we can look at our body as a whole, we often realize that, you know, like Zoe said, things like acne. It's probably ju not just acne. It's something deeper that's out of balance and your other symptoms that to, you know, I don't want to say the average person, but to somebody who maybe hasn't understood physiology or uh, what's going on in their body, all of these symptoms seem random or like, you know, they have 20 different things going on. But when we have a deeper understanding and a more in-depth view of how the body works and how everything's connected, it's probably just one or two things that are causing all of these symptoms. So when we really focus on bringing the body back to balance and more so bringing the person back to balance and figuring out what's going on, all this other stuff starts to improve and starts to heal. And that is really one of the most beautiful things about just integrative medicine or functional medicine and Chinese medicine as a whole. And it is incredible. And that's it. You said it is that everybody, everybody's an individual and everybody, I have to put the pieces together of the puzzle 
to be able to support every individual person. Everybody's unique. And that's why I can't just do a social media, you know, post that says, just use this skincare or (laughs) go and drink, you know, 10 gallons of water, all of that. That's not necessarily the right thing to do. And that's why, you know, social media is why we have these wrong impressions of acne. Mm-hmm. And we're not laughing at anybody. I know we all kind of smiled when we said that. We're not laughing any, at anybody because you don't know what you don't know until you find out what you don't know. 100%. Kind of, I did yeah. I made every mistake under the sun. And so that's why I don't practice the way that I used to. I mean, I won awards for selling the most product to strip people's skin. Well, yippee, but that was the wrong thing to be doing. <laughs> so you know, this is all a progression and that's what life's about. And so for me, that's why I'm trying so desperately to get this message out to, you know, moms with, you know, young children, because we're seeing acne in eight-year-olds now. We're not seeing it in, you know, 16-year-olds. We're seeing this younger and younger and we're also seeing it you know, older too, because if you haven't dealt with sort of the way that your body functions and learning how your body functions, um, you know, if, if we can learn that early, then it helps carry us through, through our life. Mm-hmm. And so today we're going to be talking about um, five supports for acne, which are also five potential places where you could look at improving or could be out of balance or could need changing on your journey. And this is just barely scratching the surface. Yeah. <laughs> we could, as as Zoe mentioned, she has been studying this for a long time. She's done multiple levels in understanding this. And so it is very in-depth and it is useful to work with a qualified practitioner like Zoe who can help look at you as an individual. But these are some amazing supports that can help you start to um, begin your healing journey or look at some places where you could make some shifts or support. So number one is a little bit more on the surface and that is actual skincare. So as she mentioned, you know, she started off her practice where skincare was probably the thing (laughs) that she was doing. So it is important to talk about the fact it can make a difference. And there are some things that are important to consider with what we're putting on our skin, understanding that our skin is also our largest organ. So with skincare, what are a few common things that you often see people doing that are maybe not great for somebody who has acne prone skin? Number one is overstripping. The minute you're overstripping, the body's so smart. For some people, what happens is the body goes, uh-oh, I'm dehydrated. So it actually produces more oil. So here you are stripping the skin and your body may very well be producing the oil. And at some point, we've got to look at the quality of the oil you're producing in the first place. So that's probably the first thing that I see. And that was the biggest mistake I was making even with my own skin. Oxy 10 was a, you know, a big one back in 1982 when, um, you know, I developed sort of the acne piece, right? That was way back, back then. Another one is not putting, putting a moisturizer on or not putting a moisturizer on and then using ingredients that actually have clogging ingredients to impact the skin. So, you know, you hear somebody say, oh, you need moisturizer. But if you pick a moisturizer that let's say has an ingredient that your skin cannot handle, shea butter is one that a lot of people can't handle. It will clog then maybe we've got to find something else like aloe or hyaluronic, which is going to be more of a gel. But not to put it on because you're worried about clogging, you've got to have some form of hydration. Just because you you feel like you're oily, you probably are actually dehydrated. And so those are the two big ones. And then obviously the next one always is um, toxic ingredients, fragrance, sodium lauryl sulfate, parabens. Those are usually the three big ones that I actually see people. So if you're, you know, if you're using toxic skincare, um, sometimes that's going to create not only obviously issues further down the line, but also um, it's not good for your skin. Mm -hmm. And when you use the term overstripping, what would that look like specifically for a person? Is it individual or it's like certain number of washes, too much exfoliation? What does that yeah, usually so, look like? And it could be all of the above what you said, because again, everybody's skin functions differently. Um, you know, some people's skin develops more dead skin cells than other people. Some people's skin develops more oil. So obviously 
overwashing with actives, a lot of AHAs, you know, or BHAs, um, over exfoliating scrubs and all of that. You know, I think people think that you need to be doing that every day. And that's what some companies suggest. So every single day, I'm sure you've seen the little pads where people are um, wiping their face um, because, you know, they're looking at their skin and oftentimes what they do is they look at their nose and they see what they think are blackheads, but all it is is sebaceous filament that were meant to be there because this is usually the one place that you would see that. When you're an esthetician, you're looking for that because if somebody has those, it means that their skin's actually functioning. If I don't see them, I'm actually going, uh-oh, we've got what, what's going on. So again, um, overstripping, that's really what it is, is overwashing, overusing actives. So one thing that we've recommended to clients to do, and again, we're not skincare experts, but um, is oftentimes refer back to the Think Dirty app. It, a lot of the time, you like that? Yeah. You like the Think Dirty app? I do. Okay, cool. I think when it comes to toxins, that's a great one. Um, I will tell people to go there a lot. Okay, perfect. So as far as like, again, going back to the overstripping, then if, if people so say now they've got some good face wash, that's not full of parabens and all the chemicals and whatnot. Um, let's say I look in the mirror and I go, okay, I heard that first tip, but like, I still don't really know. Okay, like I see I might have those little dark spots in my pores. So maybe that's good. But what is like a level of too oily and not oily enough, right? It's pretty hard for me to just with with that one tip alone, even look at myself and go, why well, am I overstripped? Like, is there any cues to kind of go off of to, to let us know, like, whether or not we're healthy? Well, if you've got really red skin when you wash your face, that's really probably not a good thing. You know, you've oversensitized it. Everybody's different. That's, again, the problem. So mm. some people don't like, so what's natural for Zoe is I'm always glowing. That's yeah. just who I am. Um, for somebody else, they may have healthy skin and everything's fine and they may not get that sort of um, the glow, that oil, sort of more of that dewy glow. Um, and there's reasons why Zoe has that dewy glow. It may not be what somebody else is going on in their life. It's just the way that my body functions. Yeah, it's like I you've mean, got a filter on at all times. Like, it's honestly, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's good. She yeah, looks magnificent. I mean, you should check out the clips. Check out her skin. <laughs> Zoom in on it. It's flawless. <laughs> and we got to remember, guys, I'm not young either, right? So the, the, we were saying all of this too, but when I'm looking at somebody, not only am I really worried about overstripping because long-term overstripping damages that epidermal barrier, which is what's protecting you, number one, from your environment for toxins coming into your body, number two from skin cancer, and number three blue lights now from our smart devices are also affecting the skin. So you gotta remember, I don't just look at this and go, oh, this is an acne client. I wanna make sure that this person's skin looks stellar and looks really good at 40, 50, 60. Mm -hmm. yeah. So we talked a little bit about the nose and this brings us to a point that Zoe and I talked about when we were having a phone discussion, which is facial mapping. So you've probably heard if you're listening to this, you know, oh, when you have breakouts around your chin, that's hormone related. Or when you have breakouts in certain areas, this might mean X, Y, and Z. So can you talk us through like somebody's face and what um, certain acne in certain parts of the face could potentially mean? Yeah, so it's very broad. It's, like, it's a huge topic. So we'll go through some just general ones, which I see probably every day. So the first one is usually what I find in, especially in teens is, and into the twenties is those little bumps on the forehead area is typically where this would have started. Um, and it will kind of progress down and almost affect the cheeks and their little bumps underneath the skin. And eventually they'll start to break out. And oftentimes that is an association. We have candida in our gut. It's supposed to, or in our bodies, it's supposed to be there, but when it's out of balance, we end up with this type of what I would consider more of like a candida or a yeasty type of acne. Um, so that's one. Um, and that's typically where a lot of people do start. Again, that is connected to the internals. Another big one that I see a lot, again, now this is kind of a progression. Maybe somebody's a little later in their 20s and 30s because they've now been on the planet a while. And so I may see breakout kind of in this area here. It can actually progress down the neck, decollete back, and that can very well be associated more with the body detoxing there. Our lovely 
GMOs, preservatives, pesticides, plastics, and things like that. And for those of you who are tuning in and not watching the video, she was pointing to like the chin and jaw area. Oh, sorry. Okay, I'll say that then. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so we got to remember that when I'm looking at acne, I'm looking at body functions. So what is out of balance? And we got to remember that the skin is a detoxing or like that's where our body is one area the body will detox. And so that's what we're really seeing as in, you know, for one thing, that's just one aspect of when we're working with an acne client. Um, Obviously, if somebody on their cheeks has a lot of blackheads and sort of more like open pores, that can be an indicator sometimes of more of a dairy component. Um, So those are kind of three big ones. I know that a lot of people will get those sort of cysts, right? And almost like about, just underneath where their corners of their mouth is, those oftentimes are, they are associated with the hormones. Um, So it can very well be a hormonal um, imbalance. Um, And then the last one again can be, what I look at is what color is the skin in the first place? Is it gray? Is it really pale or is it red? That's gonna tell me kind of more the function again of what is, creating some of this breakout. Um, and then I'm going to look at the breakout itself. So all of those pieces tell a story of, you know, the link, but I've given you some of the general ones of where breakout typically would actually be now. So just to recap really quick. So the number one of the holistic approaches to act, the causes of acne would be obviously skincare is used to regulate the environment of the skin. So we talked about not overstripping your skin, not using toxic stuff. And if you don't know if you're using toxic stuff or not, you can download the Think Dirty app, scan or type in uh, the products that you're using and give it a rating and it'll let you know which chemicals or issues you want to look at and maybe things that you can then look, uh, find other products that could be better. Um, what am I missing? What else do we talk We also talked about just understanding like heavy creams versus gels and some stuff that could be causing your pores. Yeah, some clogging. Okay, so what's number two? Number two is digestion. And this is huge. This is a insanely (laughs) huge topic. As we touched on, you could have candida. You could have issues like small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, you know, just indigestion in general. So this is a really big topic and we cannot go into everything <laughs> that we possibly could. Otherwise we would be here for a long time, but We're writing a course on this. Yeah. What are some key tips for optimizing digestion or some places that people might have digestive issues that would show up on their skin? Um, well, dehydration would be one, you know, why is somebody dehydrated? I would, I always look at hydration. How much is somebody really drinking um, is really important. And we're, and I mean water. We do not mean alcohol. <laughs> um, so, Thank you for clarifying because we've seen some stuff in our practice. <laughs> <laughs> um, water is really important. Here's a quick tip. So you would take your weight in pounds Divide that by two, and that's the minimum ounces that your body really um, needs. I would recommend going between 50 and 70% of your body weight in pounds to ounces. And you want that really to be room temperature. I don't, I recommend that because think about iced water. You drink that, what do you think it does to the stomach? It kind of stagnates it. So if we already discussed, and this is for somebody that's dealing with a skin condition, if we've established that somebody's body may not be digesting very well, we want to make sure that we're optimally trying to support that. So we want to make sure that the water is actually room temperature, warm, hot. So you could be, you know, drinking even lemon water with a, a warm or hot organic decaf teas or water. So that's the first thing that's going to help. And obviously, if you're only drinking a cup of water today, do not tomorrow drink your 70 ounces. Just add a glass each day so that you are not living in the bathroom for the next week. So that's the one thing that I recommend. Sorry, it's important to note it that just drinking water alone typically isn't enough. Even if you're using a water filter, it's great to add minerals to your water, um, especially if you're drinking tap water. <laughs> it's great oh, to I add minerals. Yeah. yeah, so I water do. quality is important. Yeah, I use a zero um, 
oh, it's a jug that's a zero. That's what I drink. Mm-hmm. But yes, you are 100% correct. We don't need, because chlorine alone can actually manifest as acne as well. So that's the other thing. Um, chewing your food. You need to chew your food. So many of us live on fast forward. I was so guilty of this. I that, still am sometimes, not yeah, going to lie. <laughs> I literally live on fast forward and you have to enjoy your food. Chewing it is what helps it start to break down in the first place. So if we start there and we're really chewing 50 times, not five, um, you know, getting into the habit of doing that, that is a, a huge thing. And another one too, that I will ask is what is the main color of somebody's diet? You will be surprised how many people tell me beige, you know, <laughs> and what do I mean by that? I mean like protein bars and protein shakes and they think they're healthy and there's a place for them, but that can't be the only color, right? I always say, let's eat the rainbow. But another one is if you're struggling to digest food, and this is me, I, I was really struggling to digest food. This actually ended up by being my connection. Um, is I need to make sure, because I was, I love salads, but raw veggies and, and that can be really hard for certain people to digest um, because the body has to work so hard to break that down. So one of the quick tricks is that I just have you either warm water with it or soup um, before you eat your salad, not the reverse, um, as well as maybe your veggies are steamed um, instead of just raw. And I know I'm throwing a lot of people going, what? It is something that really does impact when we've got somebody that's struggling with digestion, that is one key piece. And obviously what the quality of your food is critical. Um, I obviously recommend organic and not, you know, preservatives, pesticides, GMO. I don't, I do not. I got into a whole argument online the other day. Do you know who Lane Norton is? No. That's okay. You don't need to know. But (laughs) he's he's some large influencer, and I started getting getting into a conversation with him about uh, he he posted about how organic doesn't matter. So be prepared in the coming weeks. I'm going to be coming out with a long podcast on the evidence of why organic and living as pesticide free as possible is critical. So Lane, get ready. I'm sending it right to your DMs. Yeah, so why? So the thing is, is that, um, well, it's just something simple. I mean, how many people know they wash your chicken with uh, bleach? Yeah. You know, there's a lot. But for me, it's just, um, I'm trying to, if acne is your body detoxing, we've got to think about what am I eating that could be escaping or coming up out of my, you know, my pores. Um and if, I, if you've already got somebody that's got this breakout in the chin area and neck and they eat mainly packaged foods, there's a lot of preservatives in that in there. So there does have to be, it's your body telling you, hey, I can't handle this. I don't like this. We need to shift. We need to shift the thinking. So yeah, I am somebody that buys local and I support farms. They come, you know, there's a lot of delivery systems that you can have delivered to your house that are organic. I eat in season, you know, so that, you know, there's a reason why um, things grow at a certain time of year in British Columbia. And so though if we, if we can do that too, I find that helps. But digestion in itself is that we have to, help the body to digest. And if it doesn't recognize a GMO, the body's smart. It's going, I don't know what this is. What am I supposed to do with it? So it recognizes it as waste or it stores it. Hence people putting weight on and that's Sarah's topic, not mine. Um, but it comes out in the skin, um, you know, as, as a detox. So not only am I dealing with you and helping you with acne, but this is a lifestyle shift. Because your body is so smart that it's already trying to get rid of this waste and detoxing. And so why would we not start talking about this? I don't want you to be dealing with acne till you're 50. And that's not an exaggeration. I've got some 60-year-old clients that still have acne. You know, so that's the key. This could be with you for a very long time. So let's get to the, to the root of it early on. So yeah, so those are some of the things that I talk about with, with people. And obviously, we want to make it so that people 
I look at what people typically eat and we have to go slow, but those are sort of the general rules. But yeah, we have to clean up our diets. It's critical at this point. Mm -hmm. And a few common like trigger foods that I often see in my practice with clients for acne are inflammatory oils. So seed oils, we talk about it a lot. Vegetable oil, canola oil, peanut oil, soy oil. Anything fried. Yeah, anything fried can come out on your skin, can be very inflammatory. They can throw off your omega-6 to omega-3 ratios, often comes out in the skin and causes acute digestive issues. Coffee is a really big one that a lot of people overlook. That is one of my biggest triggers. I can have like one or two organic coffees a week. If I drink it every day, I get breakouts and specifically like in the chin and neck area. So it's kind of interesting to look at where they show up. Chocolate can be a really big one for people, even if it's lower sugar and organic. Now, is that due to the um, the histamines or is that due to the acidity or are any of those right? I believe it could be due to the acidity. Maybe Zoe can give a little bit more insight on why coffee would make someone break out. Well, you're changing so much in the body when you drink coffee. So it's also going to be linked to cortisol and all of that. So that's the other piece. Yeah, it's not just going to be the actual coffee. Every single food has, you know, an energy. And every single food has, you know, a reason. Um, and so I can drink a cup of coffee, no problem, but I can't drink five. Mm-hmm. I it, can't you know, even drink one. Yeah. <laughs> so, anxiety. I drink half. And yeah. sugar is another really big one. So 100%. processed sugars can be huge. And just overconsumption of food where your digestive system doesn't have a chance to properly break it down, it's going to come out in the skin. And in my practice, obviously, we work with a lot of women who have Um, you know, some more serious digestive issues. So candida overgrowth, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, just digestive deficiencies. Maybe they have um, low levels or an insufficiency of commensal bacteria. So the beneficial guys. And so these things are also important to important to address because they can cause a lot of skin related issues. And we have certain things like endotoxemia where we have a die off of bacteria and then it goes into your bloodstream and it can affect different systems in your body like your skin. So now we have these toxins in our bloodstream, which as Zoe mentioned, can come out on your skin. Maybe somebody has digestive issues causing intestinal permeability, right? So all of the crud that was supposed to be staying inside of your intestines is now making its way into the bloodstream and it's circulating. And where is that going to come out in your skin? So yeah, it's important to look at your diet, of course, as you know, a nutritionist, this is the number one thing that I preach for almost anything. And it's also important to realize that as Zoe mentioned, you know, sometimes stuff like candida or yeast overgrowth or imbalances are really important to address and bring back to balance. Otherwise we can be you know, changing our diet. But if we don't address some of these more serious things that are going on, we can still have issues as well. Yeah. So mine was what some, you know, is labeled today as leaky gut syndrome. And it actually was developed ironically from taking tetracycline for five years for acne at the age of, you know, as a young teen. And so that's actually what was making it worse. So for me, that was why this is so incredibly important for me. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. tetracycline was never meant to take for five years. It's meant for six and if six weeks. And if you read and Google it, it actually now says if you take it for too long, it has catastrophic um, gut. It basically destroys your gut. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, like all these things that we're talking about, we talk about skincare, maybe we talk about stress, we talk about weight gain, we talk about all of the things that we talk about. And so many of these things come back to some of the simple basics for every single topic. I just find that quite interesting. It's like we made a joke at one point. We're like, how many episodes in a row are we going to talk about relaxation and meditation? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's any skin. And all of these things can be related to any skin condition, eczema, rosacea, and acne, right? Yes. I had chronic eczema. I saw so many specialists, dermatologists when I was younger. Mine was so bad to the point that I almost had to stop playing sports because I had skin that would dry and it would crack and it would bleed while I was playing sports. And then I would sweat and it would sting. And it was like, honestly, excruciating pain. And it drives you pretty much close to mental. It's so itchy. Everyone's like, just don't itch it. I'm like, oh, well, (laughs) thank you for that piece of advice. And mine was very um, liver. So detox related, as well as just my nutrition and looking at things like histamine intolerance. And now 
thank you, that I understand so much more about nutrition and the way the body works. I can't even remember the last time I had eczema. And this was something I really struggled with. And I wish when I was younger, somebody would have told me, hey, you know, you can use diet and <laughs> holistic approaches to helping that rather than taking um, corticosteroid cream, what's it called? Hydrocortisone cream yep. and using that and putting that on a, in my face even. So it's really, really important to talk about this because, you know, many women do struggle with skin conditions, rashes, and they don't know that there are things they can do within their control to really help or in some cases even completely eliminate these things without having to have topical creams or you know things like birth control which is sometimes given for mm. acne which can have long lasting effects and i don't know if you've seen this in your practice but when women come off of the birth control pill which can downregulate sebum production their acne is way worse than when they started it's yeah. It's really quite tragic. And, you know, for some women, they aren't really explained why it's helping with their acne or the fact that it is a Band-Aid. So when they do come off, they're shocked that all of these things are popping back up. And then their pretty much only option their doctor gives them is to go back on either spironolactane or birth control again. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the that's the, the cycle that happens for people is, is that... They go on birth control very young in life, um, typically on the onset almost of menstruation. And, you know, for some, maybe it works. For others, that does not work, depending on what you got to put them on. But at some point, what happens is women want to get pregnant. So they do. They get off, they got off that. But the, the sad part for me is that you, if you were taking birth control at 14 and now you're 30, you do the math. How long have you been on that antibiotic or that, you know, that medication, that medication. And so it can take a while then for women to get even pregnant because at the end of the day, your body has to, at some point, regulate itself and try to be in balance for a pregnancy. So there's all of these things down in your right, everything kind of intertwines at the end of the day. So to cover the points on point two, well, obviously point one, we talked about how skincare is used to regulate the environment of your skin. You need products that are going to be low in toxicity, non-clogging, don't wash your face too much to the point where you're stripping the oils away completely, therefore forcing your body pr to produce more oils and they may not be healthy ones. Number two is digestion support. So make sure you're drinking your damn water. Number two is also the temperature of your food will matter. Cold stagnation food is going to basically clog up your digestive tract, especially from a, a traditional Chinese medicine side of things. They really see that and uh, are huge proponents of that. And obviously point C of number two is your food quality matters. I don't care what influencer online says it doesn't. It really, really does. I'm going to lose my mind. Let's move to point three. What's point three? So point three is talking about something we've actually touched on, which is detoxification strategies. Now, there's lots of different ways that our body can detoxify, you know, through our skin, through our breath, through our poo. And so there are some ways that we can support our body's natural detoxification processes for better skin and when we're talking about detoxification I always need to give this disclaimer we are not talking about some trendy detox tea do this and shit your pants for six weeks and your whole life will be changed <laughs> we're really talking about enhancing and supporting our body's natural ways we have of detoxification the only thing that's going to change is your pants yeah and and uh, inflation for toilet paper <laughs> your bank account <laughs> Yeah, this is not the time to be doing that type of detox anyway. Your body's already in overload. It needs it needs you to be give it a little bit of TLC. But a lot of people don't understand. You know, if you just ask somebody, "Well, how's your digestion?" Number one, most people say it's fine because they actually have no idea that mm -hmm. maybe what's going on with their body is not normal. So. Yes, we talk about how often do you go to the bathroom. I once had this client that had thought that it was normal to go to the bathroom once a month. Oh, now, my goodness. I know. So, and my mom struggled with severe issues with this. And so, um, and my mom is not here today. She died of cancer um, at 58. So, this is really, really, really important that we start to understand getting rid of our toxins is critical for the body. So one of those ways is urine. So what color is your urine? 
Obviously drinking enough water is going to help some of that. <laughs> um, poop. Uh, Sarah had posted this. It was a great post in regards to eating some beets so that you could actually kind of see um, another one is corn. Not that I'm a big fan of corn, get organic corn, but a corn is another one for you to be able to kind of see how, how you, you eliminate waste. How quickly do you eliminate it? Um, going to the bathroom. I think some doctors think um, if you go to the bathroom between one and to three times, one, either day, once a day or every, once every three days is normal. Well, I'm sorry. That is not normal. Preach it, sister. <laughs> we need that on t-shirts. I would be Pooping every oh second gosh. day is not normal. I will sport that shit all around. Don't get you me know, started on talking about poo. It's poop is, poop tells a big story. So, you know, but once a day I'm happy with, but truthfully two to three times a day, is really more what you really want. <laughs> got it. Um, you got to be pooping, my friends. You right? got to be pooping. And then, and then kind of go, well, is, do you suffer from gas? Are you burping? Are you constipated? Is it loose? Did it totally destroy the whole toilet? You now have to clean it. I mean, that is, all that info is important. It gives us kind of an idea of how well you detox. So water, I also will teach a digestive massage. Um, another thing that I do in incorporate, obviously, um, exercise will help, you know, not doing crazy exercise, but, uh, I like to do more of a, um, yoga or, you know, go for a walk or things like that. And these are just to implement. If somebody's not exercising, these are some simple things to implement, go for a walk. Um, I do teach a digestive massage. I have a few that I teach. Sometimes supplementation can help you, right? Um, I've got one called, it's a digestive st support. It's more of a, of a papaya-based enzyme and things like that. Um, yeah, and it, detoxing your body also can, if you're purposeful breathing, can help. Getting that oxygen back into the blood supply to be able to help with that detoxing is important as well, as well as it does help to regulate. If somebody's really constipated, sometimes it is connected to, you know, emotions, which we'll go through later, but um, it does become important to that purposeful breathing. So there's one thing there that's that's really important that I think people, if, if you look at all of those points that she said, blood flow so the blood moving through the body oxygen the oxygen moving through the body exercise all of your joints going through a range of motion throughout the day one of the most important things there to take away is that stagnation is not good for the body and that in fact in most cases will promote disease we need to be moving we need to be a fluid human being the more that we sit there and do nothing or continue with the exact same diet strategies over time or just not have the constant motion and forward motion in our life the more chances that we are not going to be detoxing our bodies and more things are going to be coming out so the more rigid we are the more problems we're likely going to have but the more we move and we allow things to just kind of move with the flow whether that is your oxygen your blood flow you know your movement practices whatever it may be um that will obviously affect then even the food moving through your body and the flow of your poops all of these things kind of flow together I also want to add in when we're talking about detoxification, we cannot miss out on our good friend, the liver. Hmm. And the liver is kind of an unsung <laughs> hero, especially when we're talking about hormones, which we'll get into next. Your liver plays such a huge role. I cannot even count the amount of times I have seen such incredible success with my clients. And mind you, when I'm saying my clients, these are clients who have been working with me for a while. We've got their nutrition, their stress management, all of that already in check. We add in the liver support and their especially hormone related acne improves a tenfold and it is so overlooked. And, you know, people on Instagram love to say, oh, your liver doesn't need help or you don't need to detox. Your liver does a fine job on its own. Yeah, I also do a fine job on my own of coaching. But if I have 300 clients, how do you think my coaching is? 
probably not that great because I'm overloaded and our bodies were never meant to take in and handle this toxic soup or this toxic martini that is our lives nowadays, right? Women are exposed to hundreds of chemicals before they even leave the house, their hairspray, what they put on their face, their makeup, house cleaners, you name it. And so it's really important to understand the role that liver has not only in detoxification in hormone status, but also in your skin. Yeah. So, I mean, I, that's why, I mean, I, I, I do have supplements exactly for that. One is for the candida. One is for pesticides. One is the, the liver support mm-hmm. and it, it's going to take time. There is a thing called a dirty liver. It has it's <laughs> really working really, really hard to protect you. And, and it's up to us then to be giving it the right quality foods in that, um, and being really mindful of the toxins that we put on our skin and the types of things we use to clean our houses. You're right, Sarah, all of those things impact and the liver is a big detoxer. I age and you better, you need that liver to be healthy. I couldn't agree more. Um, for anybody who's like, wow, if I'm in the car listening to this right now, there's a lot of things to remember. I'm not going to be able to rem- remember all this. Don't worry about it. I'm going to be doing a large podcast notes for this episode. Uh, so head on over to embodiedwellnessco.com slash blog slash skincare. And there we're going to have notes on all of the five um, uh, causes of acne from this holistic approach that we're going to be taking. And within that, I'm going to be putting resources, studies, um, anything that is going to be uh, related to all five of these topics that we're talking about today. So let's talk about hormones. Aside from nutrition and digestion, this is one of my favorite topics to touch on. So let's talk about the role that hormones can play in your skin and acne specifically, and some things that you often see uh, causing or influencing acne in your clients. Well, it's, uh, you know, all the way from starting when it onsets, obviously, when a, a, a young and starts their body, like um, their body will start to produce oil and, and things kick in. That's sort of the first place. That's the onset of hormones. And that's sort of when the first time somebody may be dealing with acne. And again, it will be sort of skincare that can help that piece. Um, The big one with hormones, I think, is going to be, and this happened to me. um, I, oh, how old was I? I'm going to say I was about 40. And I had what I would call an estrogen dominance, estrogen toxicity. Um, And a lot of it sadly came from, you know, everything in my environment. Um, I'm going to say this word wrong, but what happens is, is is it xenoestrogens that happens? Is that what it's called? Yeah. It's a, it's a true thing, guys. I, I went through this. Uh, It affected my breast tissue it affected, I still, you know, would have the break acne breakout, those big, huge honkers down, those cysts down. <laughs> oh, dear God. Yeah. And, and don't pick them. Um, Trauma you, flashbacks. Do not pick them. Um, but again, it's, I'm seeing kids struggling early on because, again, food supply is such a critical piece to this. Um, you know, the body's trying to figure out what to do with what we're giving up. But as we progress, then you end up with this imbalance too. And the, and birth control does not help. Um, Marina IDs, I, I just don't think there's a place for that for young, you know, really, really young people because that really does mess up the body. Um, I've seen women go use that and all of a sudden the next diagnosis is um, severe PCOS because their bodies are just struggling. And I know Sarah goes into this. That's not my topic. But yeah, hormones are a big one. And again, they're very connected with um, your cortisol level. And so that is going to be an indicator of your stress. And we do live in a world today that is on fast forward. We don't stop to smell the roses. We don't meditate. We don't breathe properly. So what are we doing? We're all shallow breathing. We're not getting enough oxygen into our bodies. Um, I once had my cortisol tested with the Dutch test that Sarah actually offers. It's a great test for this. And I remember my practitioner, she goes, I don't think I've seen cortisol levels this high in my life. and. She says, but you handle it really well because I've always had sort of a high stress life, but my body has learned how to deal with it. 
Um, so, you know, it's probably because I eat healthy and all the other things that I do do. We're going to face stress. It's how we handle it. So that meditation, exercise, walk. Sarah took a break day the other day. So proud, you know, that's what we have to do. We need to stop, read, you know, do some of the things. Self-care is what it is, but cortisol really is a big one. And I'm seeing that more and more. COVID did not help because so many people were so stressed that it really did raise their cortisol and their hormones are just out of whack. And it's so interesting, um, just what you mentioned, like how your practitioner said your cortisol was through the roof and you felt fine. Stemming back to how we were talking about how people say, yeah, my digestion's fine. You just become used to it. At some point, you might have felt more fine or when you work on solving the problem, you could feel better. But at the time, you're responding and adapting to the way that you feel. So there's probably a period of time where you were like, oh yeah, I'm pretty stressed. I have this big output or you felt like this anxiety. But some of us, especially as women, we like it. Oh, I like being under pressure. I'm a getter. I'm a go-getter. I'm a get shit done type of chick. (laughs) Me calling myself out here. And me. (laughs) Yeah. And then we don't realize because we just live in in that state of stress, right? And so it just becomes our normal. And when you actually look at these things, like that's why I love testing. I always say test, don't guess. Because you're like, oh, (laughs) we have got some work to do here. And it is really important to understand that, yeah, testing is really important and also working on stress management strategies are important and implementing them not only when you feel stressed but as a preventative measure so that you can decrease your stress bucket every day yeah and as you get older believe me you can't live on fast forward like that it does your body is just not meant to do that you know so i um, crashed last summer I had a full on crash. And what people understand is like your body is a homeostasis machine. Your body is always looking to re-regulate and find a new normal. That new normal might not feel healthy. I was working, Sarah knows this, till three, four in the morning. I was at the time, uh, well, I guess it would have been longer than that, but uh, uh, maybe a year and a half ago, I had a job and I had a full-time creative business and we were starting to develop this entire embodied wellness movement that was starting to blow up at the time. And I was sleeping maybe four to five hours a night, maybe. Uh, My sleep cycles were completely out of whack. I was a big ball of cortisol. Um, And then I crashed. And let me tell you, the recovery period from that is not fun. I developed anxiety. I developed gnarly depression for, for months on end. And I quickly took control of it, went and got some help and obviously quit multiple things and life then a few months later has never been better after that uh, point. But that recovery period, I know for some people sometimes takes years. Luckily we were on top of it and it was only a few months, but trust me when I say this, I know a lot of people listening here are going to be high-end executives and entrepreneurial types. When that crash happens, it is going to be life-changing. So you want to make sure it does not get to that point. So check yourself, take a step back, evaluate your life, create the analysis of what's going on. That self-awareness is probably going to save you in the long run or your is going to flare up. So, (laughs) and breathing doesn't take that long. You can just stop, go for a quick walk, you know, just stop. You know, the other thing I tell people is start your day with what in control and mindful of the positives, not the negatives, the positives, because all of these things impact your cortisol level at the end of the day. I mean, I raised five kids, guys. I was up at 5 a.m. I worked out like a crazy woman. Everybody got up at six. They were out the door. I literally was living off five hours of sleep for 12 years. And now in in my 50s, that has come back to haunt me. And I have had to slow down. And I really should have been slowing down in my 30s, you know, when I should have been Mm -hmm. way more mindful of, um, my cortisol levels. It is a really important piece. We're always going to have stress, but we don't need to, I think we get addicted to stress in, in some regards. hundred percent. Yeah. Well, especially because society nowadays it's, um, it's hustle porn is what it's called, right? Yeah. Like you're just pushed to, if you don't stay up all night working, you're a loser. And like, I understand everybody, you know, they watch the Gary V and whatnot, and they're excited to go work hard and whatnot. But that is a completely unrealistic way of life, 100%. And it's kind of funny, this entire segment point four here on hormones and cortisol kind of loops in to point five, which is emotions. Yep, big one. 
big one. We don't even deal with our emotions really either. I mean, that's the other thing is that, you know, I can give a, you know, a, a quick story of people will come in and I will put my hands literally on their head and they are on fire, fire. And their <laughs> face is beaming red and they've got the big, huge red welted acne lesions and I'll do the treatment in the end. I will say, do me a favor and you need to find what it is that you're angry, frustrated about because you're creating this internal heat. You're, you're so angry that you're boiling from the inside out. And that client came back about six weeks later, acne gone. She was red, perfectly normal face. And she goes, thank you very much. I had to let go of my anger that I've been holding on for 10 years. And so it could be that, just that little trigger. And then for other people, it could be, let's take moms. Moms had to, you know, you have a brand new baby and you have no idea. Hey, listen, I've raised children. So I remember the first one and I'm like, who thinks I am responsible to look after this child? This is not, no, that, there's no way. Um, <laughs> and so you go through these emotions then. And, and throughout life, we go through these different emotions. But emotions can really impact how the whole internal body is functioning, how the digestion is functioning, how our menstruation is functioning, how well we're detoxing. All of those pieces are so connected to emotions. Yes, they impact cortisol. Yes, they impact hormones. But emotions are a big one we're so afraid to talk about. Um, and so that's the other thing that I have to talk about with a lot of clients is really supporting them through because there's some real strong emotions that people hold on to from years ago that we have to work through because that is the connection that you know yeah so especially those hormone ones those big ones here or like you know if you just have a really rough month and then next month your period is a, a doozy and then you've got this lovely breakout to go with it chances are it was associated with that emotions and cortisol Point one was we talked about skincare uh, being used to regulate the environment of the skin. So using skincare that's not going to be stripping your face too much, using skincare that's non-toxic, like we said, use a Think Dirty app. Point two was digestion support. So the quality of food is important. The temperature of your food might be important depending on your situation, as well as hydration. You got to drink your water. Point three was we talked about a bunch of detox strategies. And again, there was many different ones in there, which I will link to in the podcast notes. Number four was your hormones and cortisol, your, the stress hormone. These play a critical role in the acne causes that may be happening in your life. Number five was emotions. Now, throughout this entire time, we have not talked about what I joked about in the very beginning, which was um, supplements such as collagen, for example, which everybody kind of, you, you know, you go to a supplement store, you want better skin, they're like, oh, just take this and this will be fine. If you do have an extra minute, I would love to talk about uh, supplemental benefits in your life after, if we're looking at the, uh, you know, the, the hierarchy of importance in our lives, we talked about all of these top five things, which are the most important, maybe a little sliver at the end would be again, uh, nutritional support such as, yeah, what about the collagens? What about the digestive enzymes? We are a big fan of masszymes by Bioptimizers. We do have a discount code for that. It's a proteolytic, proteolytic enzyme blend, which is incredible. Many different types of enzymes in there, which for me, I have three to four with every single meal. I think that is a critical improvement. When I'm taking it less, I notice my skin get rougher. I notice more breakouts. When I take it more, and in fact, more than the dose that they recommend, because I'm a bigger guy, I have more muscle, and I eat a lot more protein than most people, so I'd like to take like one and a half times their dose, I notice my skin get a little bit better. You were talking about you had certain supplements this uh, with you that I heard rattle around there. Can we talk a little bit about supplements that might be beneficial for people? Yeah, and we've got to be careful with supplementation because supplementation alone can be causing acne. So that we, that's just another totally separate piece. But um, I've just got a few that I have used. Um, so one is a candida one, a skin, my, the skin clarifier. Now, keeping in mind osmosis beauty, I had found them. Um, Dr. Ben Johnson uh, is the formulator. He is an MD doctor, but he left that industry because he recognized that the industry was in trouble and has gone more holistic. 
so non-toxic ingredients and so forth. So removing those that that sort of it's the it's balancing the candida um, and mucus. Because oftentimes if somebody's got that type of acne, they're also actually going to have sort of lung and sinus issues going on too. Um, skin defense. Now, this one has DIM. I'm sure you've heard of DIM. Oh, yeah. Sarah has. This was a high concentration of DIM, which helps to regulate um, hormones. But it also has charcoal in it to help el- eliminate pesticides and preservatives and plastics and so forth. So it's properly formulated. These took years to formulate. I've used, this is actually what I use, the skin defense to get rid of my um, estrogen issues. I no longer have them. I also no longer have fibrous breast. I also no longer have the fibroids and things like that that will come along with, with that. And then again, a um, digestive support. Um, it's, you know, I don't know what your guys' thoughts are on. I'm not a big fan of probiotics anymore, mainly because everybody's got a different culture in their gut. So prebiotics are that, that um, piece that we talked about is another important piece. And so foods can can help with that but we got to be careful with a lot of supplementations because supplements aren't food food is food so as a tcm we we use food as as medicine we try to find the food first and then we will look at supplementation but um so for me collagen my secret's called it's called bone broth it's fantastic to try it um but uh, so I try to look for the actual foods first before. Um, but I also understand that people want to get rid of things quickly. And so that's why these were actually created for that exact reason. So that's some of the things that I have. Um, some people I will maybe suggest certain type of zinc. Um, again, we have to kind of look at what are they deficient in? Are they iron deficient? Are they B12 deficient? Taking too much B12 can also cause acne. So there's lots of things we have to kind of look at. Um, But again, if you've got a compromised gut, as Sarah knows, your body is struggling to um, draw out the nutrients in the first place. And so you're already in trouble. That's where food sensitivities often come from. So yeah, I I have some, but I really try to uh, do a complete um lifestyle piece with it instead of just throwing a supplement because i think that again can get us into trouble yeah and as she mentioned um dim is a common supplement for estrogen detoxification support i will give a disclaimer as zoe mentioned she did a dutch test to see that her estrogen levels were high or she understood that Taking DIM or DIM can actually be harmful for some women if they do have low estrogen. So as always, when you're starting on a supplement, make sure that you know why you're taking it and potential implications that it could have. I have an entire reel on DIM and high low estrogen. It has the Alani New Balance supplement on the cover. Go check it out and learn a little bit more. Because we're laughing at it. Yes. Yeah. Just, and just and I recommend. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I say we have to be careful with supplements because Sarah's right. I mean, certain people, and, and just so you know, that acne would pattern differently with somebody with high estrogen than somebody that, you know, progesterone was an issue. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So, but you're exactly right. That's why it's so hard to be like, well, just take this because no, that may not be right for every single person. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Just to be clear, I am actually a big fan of collagen, less so due to the marketable effects of like hair, skin, and nails. Like, and there obviously is different types of collagen, type one, two, three. Um, one of the reasons I do like collagen is again, when we talk about nutritional supports and the lacking nutrients in our diets, our diets have also changed over the past couple hundred years. For me, when I look at the the current modern diet of most people eating well first of all not enough protein but then the protein that they are taking in is mostly muscle meat we're not taking in the nose to tail eating which if you talked if you listen to uh, one of our past podcasts where we talked about the book carnivore ish with uh, ashley van houten who is the muscle maven uh, we talked a lot about nose to tail eating but one of the things that we get back when we do take 
bone broth, for example, or just a collagen supplement. Bone broth is excellent, though. I would much prefer that if you can take it in every day, is you're getting a different amino acid profile that is not normally present in muscle meat. So for example, most people do have a glycine to methionine ratio that is slightly off, and that's going to cause a storm of different effects in the body. So when we take a collagen supplement, we're getting the amino acids into our body, which are each one is going to be important for many various effects. Um, but it kind of helps to balance out the missing ones that we would have normally had in our diet 100 to 200 years ago um, when we were eating the full length of the animal rather than just strictly the you know the white muscle meat from the chicken like we talked about so for me i like it not for actually the main marketable effects but for the balancing effect in the body Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I would agree. I mean, that's the other. I mean, I have other collagen ones that I will take, and you're exactly right. Is is that you want all? You don't want just to take it for your skin. There's other reasons you want this. Bingo. All right. So we've talked about a lot of information, and I'm sure that anyone who is struggling with acne or knows someone who is struggling with acne has probably had a lot of good takeaways from today's show. Where could people find you if they want to work with you, if they're local to Victoria and want to book a treatment or want to work with you online? How would they go about that? Well, so you can go to skincarecorrectives.ca and there is a acne boot camp um, program right on there. You can DM me. I'm on Instagram as well under skincarecorrectivesyyj. Um, so if you're local, you can come in. We would book you a st- in the studio um, but I also do a lot more virtually because um, I do travel between here and Temecula, California, because I am American trained. Um, so I'm American and Canadian. But so a lot of this is done virtually. So it doesn't matter where you are. The support is there. That's why I put it together. So um, but skincarecorrectives.ca or you can DM me right from skincarecorrectives.yyj from Instagram. Amazing. I wish everybody glowing skin in the future. Again, check out the podcast notes and I will also include links to Zoe's um, ats and mentions there. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved the podcast, please share it with a friend. We all know somebody who's been struggling with some skin issues throughout their life. And at the end of the day, one of the best ways for us to continue bringing you amazing free information every week or as best as possible is sharing it with people. I mean, that's really how we grow at the end of the day. So thank you so much for listening. Tune in for the next podcast coming soon. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. This podcast provides general information and discussions about health and related subjects. The information and other content provided in this podcast or any linked materials are not intended and should not be construed as medical advice, nor is the information a substitute for professional medical expertise or treatment. If you or any other person has medical concern, you should consult with your healthcare provider and seek other professional medical treatment. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you may have heard on this podcast or any linked materials. If you think you may have a medical emergency, call your doctor or emergency services immediately. The opinions and views expressed on this podcast are of no relation to those of any academic, hospital, health practice, or other institution.